advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny thing. This French roast kind of has a cigar uh, smell to it. Like has a little bit of cigar smell. Mm. It's really good brewed, but it is a, a spice a spicier, spicier blend. There's nothing like that smell. It's a spicy. <sighs> so good. It's good. So good. Oh God! I have a bag. I'm totally mad that I didn't buy a bag of that. And now it's too late. It is too late. <laughs> it is too late. Our bonus episode went too long. <clears throat> Technically, I mean, technically, they're still open. You can come back a, tomorrow. It's a, it's not Sunday. Oh, true. Oh. They might be open. Yeah, they, I don't think they'll. Right. No, nah, they close now. early anyway. Yeah, they close earlier than they used to. Right. I heard it's because there's some kind of a pandemic or something. Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Does she have a sister? Mm-hmm. Uh, she does not actually. She huh. has an only child huh. from Beaverton, Oregon. We have a whiskey. Brought oh, to yeah. us yeah. from uh, Jeremy Pepper. It is Fiddler Unison Bourbon Whiskey. It might be coming in hot because it's at 45% alcohol. It's from Atlanta GA. Mm. The GA. <laughs> smells delicious. I think he got it there too because he's a pilot. So like, yeah, yeah. she brings that yeah. shit. He's a pilot. Yeah. yeah. He's a pirate. Smells good. That's good. It is warm. Yeah, it's almost it's like really a, smooth though. It's Ooh. definitely bourbon. Like there's it's definitely a, there's bourbon. a bourbon. There's almost a peppery thing. There is. To it. Yeah, it's yeah. like a it hit the nostrils. It did hit. The there's nostrils. like a little tiny bit of like a yeah. orange citrus thing, and then it gets hit with pepper, like yeah. black pepper. Yeah, that citrus yeah. thing on your tongue. How like if you bit an orange peel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. actually really. Good. It, it's, it's really, really smooth though. I didn't expect it to be like that. Like stuff it hit me. It hit me like heartburny hot. Yeah, yeah. It didn't get me. My chest. My chest did not. Did not light on fire. And now I'm getting coconut. Yeah, I am too. I'm getting like a coconut aftertaste. Yeah. A little carrot. It tastes more like carrot than it does pickles. I can tell like the difference. Don't start this. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. That's good. It is warm. Um, did go into the nostrils. That's a really good. That would be like a good uh, like winter, like still foggy warm. night. It's still warm. Like sip that yeah. on a foggy night. And yeah. Very good. By the fire. You just need one like shot. Right? <coughs> drink, drink a little bit of that thing, like, one finger, and uh, yeah, that warmed me up good. Me too. I am sorry for this eternal cough. That yeah, sounds it's like it hurts, man. dude. It doesn't. It's right in the throat. Yeah. It's never. It's, it's just like I can't shake. It sounds it. Like chesty. I, it's not chest. No, not at all, dude. Hmm. There's no no chest. It's like this permanent phlegm in my. Throat. We li- we live in the exhaust fumes of Los Angeles. We do. So. I I just got yeah. it. Like I just beat it. Like I have finally, the cough was finally going away after months 
and then uh i got a mm. cold um traveling to yep. for thanksgiving yeah and then i got a cough cold and then it brought the cough from hell back yeah so i apologize usually once you get a cold it's the cough comes yeah. back yeah <clears throat> so um we uh are upfront business uh we need to give out our beloved hot sack hmm. brought to you by el yucateco hot sauce our primary sponsor and uh could be a box could be a box could be a sack probably will be a box um, probably Ooh, will be a box not a box and it is to um if i'm saying this right i am Iki island hmm. a reddit user um for putting it on uh veggie fajitas hmm. Um, that kind of don't look like fajitas. Mm. Not sure what. How would you define a fajita? Mm. I mean, the fajita is going to have onions and peppers, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like a veggie fajita would either just be onions and peppers. Yeah, if there was broccoli, or, was it broccoli or some shit? No, mm. it looked like there might have been some potatoes. Mm. There was lettuce. Oh, potatoes mm. okay because it's veggie. That's you like don't meat put, substitute, you don't put though. lettuce mm-hmm. on a fajita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the lettuce is taco because mm-hmm. fajitas are like so hot. They come out in like a fucking flaming pan mm-hmm. and shit. Lettuce mm-hmm. is not part of the equation. Mm-hmm. And it's not a giant ass burrito sized tortilla. Mm-hmm. And he looks, like the, look he like, looks like the guy from the internet that like mm. a nice hippie redhead guy. You know what I'm talking about? I do he not. wears the headband. Is he? Oh, that makes the funny videos. Yeah, he looks like that guy. He oh, he kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's that is not a fit. That not a fajita. Ma- it might be fajita meat. Or fajita, because it's like veggie, veggie fajitas, but I don't see the veg. I don't see anything. Fajita it doesn't like. look. I don't even see any steam. Like I'm not. It looks delicious. Yeah, it looks like something that I would perhaps want to eat, but it doesn't look like fajitas. Has he won a hot sack before, Dave? No. Because he's wearing an El shirt. He is wearing an El Yucateco shirt. He's, he might be about the life. He might Maybe. be. He, might he be. is about the. Life. And he even has a fire extinguisher on the wall behind him, so he's ready for the heat. <laughs> he's ready for the heat. Wow, he's ready for yeah. the heat. So, well, what look, sauce is he putting on there, though? Chipotle uh, or something? Just regular habanero, just the red, the red, the classic, mm-hmm. the classics. I think yeah. those look good. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a fajita. That's a burrito, but that is yeah, that's a veggie burrito. Oh shit! It does maybe have broccoli in it. Maybe see, dude, broccoli. Yeah, that's a fucking yeah, it's not fajita. take back, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're about to get yeah. a hot sack mention and no fucking boxer will show up. <laughs> it looks good. No, he like still the gets whole it. I, looks I say good. he still gets it because maybe I'm just not. I'm just not down with the fajita maybe, classification. Maybe they don't have Mexicans where he lives. It's true. He is a white. Broccoli man. does not. He might live Mexican on Eki Island. He might. There just might be no like Mexican food, so he doesn't mm. really know what a fajita is. If you do broccoli right, you could totally put it in, yeah. in a burrito. I don't like know, a veggie nah. based burrito mm-hmm. if you braised it right and got it just the right mm-hmm. consistency I, went, I think it would I actually had a problem because I went to um, fuck is it uh, Tacos de Huicho when they opened in the old uh, Cactus Valley or whatever like they mm-hmm. reopened there and I went and they had like a sit down version of Tacos de Huicho and it was like Mexicali style any of that mean <clears throat> uh, Cactus Valley was on Rosedale Highway for a million years it was just a Mexican it's restaurant. Fred's now yeah and then it was uh, and then Tacos de Huicho is the one on East 18th or East 19th right there Terrible. super good no, it's a great taco place um, but they opened one. It was like a sit down version and I went and ordered fajitas and they put fucking broccoli in it and I fucking never went back. Mm. Gone. It's like to sin. me, a good a veggie, sin. a good veggie fajita for me would be the peppers and onions and mm-hmm. maybe like a, some sliced up portobello mushroom. You would, oh, you would need, yeah. you like need through that okay in there. That. I'm totally Yeah. You need all that. three peppers. You need, yeah. you need, red, I would like multicolored yellow, peppers, maybe four because there's orange, yellow, onion, red. Oh, yeah, you can do four too. Yeah, you, yeah. Four too. yeah, you definitely need the yeah. peppers. You need multiple colored peppers, you need jalapenos in good it, good onions. Yeah, but I, I'd be fine with just those 
Or I'd be fine if you threw in some portobellos. I'd be good with that. Yeah, I'm not down with the mushrooms. And you could throw other shit in there, mm-hmm. but at a certain point, it's no longer a fajita. Yeah. It's some kind of well, a if you Mexican kept it with the, veggie scramble well, yeah, that you, you put in a tortilla. I mean, anything that you can grill, like a grilled onion, you can grill right. bell peppers. You know what I mean? Like things that you can grill like right. that. Um, I think I think could go in it, but anything that's weird, like you don't really grill broccoli. I mean, you can. I'm not saying no. you can't, but that's not something you grill. You don't no. throw that on the grill. You no. know, no. So yeah, I don't know. So anyway, thank you for the post, uh, Frankie Pigeons. We'll reach out to you, um, <clears throat> to ascertain your bio data, mm. and then we'll send you a lovely package. Ascertain, yes, mm. ascertain. And it's uh, a medication for acne. <laughs> on your butt. On if you your get, butt, if you get yeah. butt acne, you I'm certain. You ascertain. Yeah. I'm certain you need to ascertain. Yeah, they yeah. discovered it by torturing prisoners. Mm-hmm. That's um, how everything's discovered. <clears throat> yeah. That's why we need prisoners. So uh, we want to thank our patrons. Um, as as we have been doing, we will continue to, to uh, mention some tips and tricks for some of our patrons at the end of the episode, so stick around to listen to that. But if you are a fan of the show, uh, one of many ways that you can support us is to become a patron for just a dollar uh, a month. Is Haliki Iki Kiki Iki Kiki Jiki? Uh, I, I is don't he a patron? Pass the point. No, nowhere to huh? no way to tell. Oh. Um, but if you want to support the show for just as little as a dollar a month, you get bonus episodes. Um, we just recorded a special Christmas themed bonus episode Very a couple of minutes by the ago. Way. Very Christmassy. Yeah. <clears throat> we um, actually we won't release it on here, but we do have the uh, the. Uh, Sofa King podcast trilogy of Christmas movies. Oh, that's true. We we defined it Mm -hmm. on the, on that very episode. So uh, for just a buck, you can find all that information out. It's at, uh, patreon.com black slash, uh, Sofa King podcast. Um, Oh, you left and you get all kinds of uh, extra swag and goodies as well. And your patron (laughs) patron bait. I like it. It's baiting. It's just bait and switch. Cause they would get there and I'm like, God damn it. You're the master of baiting Uh, for sure. Am I? I am. I am. I am. I agree. And we are a founding myself, a proud founding member of the Podbelly podcast network. Um, they have a mighty, mighty podcast studio <clears throat> about two blocks from here, but it doesn't have whiskey in it, so we record in our own there's studio. A, there's a bottle or two hiding around there. Yeah. Yeah. Pa. <laughs> pa, I say. <laughs> We've turned into whiskey snobs, for yeah. sure. Nah, I I'm definitely am. Snob. You're not. You drink anything. That was um, alcohol in it. Even True. if it was an old peanut butter glass from last week, I'll drink yeah, it. Yeah, you did, that, actually. You did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, desperate? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Mm. sad yes yes yeah. um at least i know what a pickle is i won't let it go he's, i let yeah. it go immediately this motherfucker go. just keeps no, bringing no, it i never said you didn't let it go it was just the, the ammo i had against me being yeah. a sad alcoholic and this was a pa- this was a page was this a patreon thing too that was yeah yeah so yeah we had the great pickle debate of 2021 more master baits over here master baits is just fucking and he got me the masturbator and he's fucking yeah yeah there you but, go. Uh, You're trying to outdo put, me again. I'm putting the huh? worm on the hook. You're masturbating oh, okay. over yeah. there. All right. All right. So um, without further ado, our topic um, is, and I don't, I, it's probably been mentioned on lists before, but when we were thinking of topics for this week, it just popped into my head, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. And um, I'm going to say, like, I don't, I didn't realize it when I mentioned it as a topic, but as soon as I was like researching it and even thinking about it, I realize that it's. I'm probably gonna fanboy all up and fucking down this one. So 
Because I, mean, I fucking love Stevie Ray Vaughan. I play guitar, and like I fucking learned how to play guitar like throughout high school. And all I, I never really became a Stevie Ray Vaughan fan. I think mostly because, to be honest, fucking I couldn't play it. Yeah. Like I remember getting Stevie Ray Vaughan tab and like looking at it, and it was just like this ridiculous. Fu- it looked like someone put ink in their mouth and sneezed on a page, and you're supposed to try to play it. I was like, what the fuck? Like there's just crazy symbols. And sh- I mean, I knew what it was, but I was like, how. Your fingers don't do that, like right. in that short span of time. Like you can't do that. And I learned fucking Hendrix shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I learned Jimi Hendrix, Metallica yep. shit. Yeah, I learned a bunch of that shit. But uh, yeah, he was always out of reach. And uh, and I'm not a huge like blues fan, especially that word like Tex-Mex fucking blues. But man, whether you're a fan or not, you have to fucking appreciate and and be in awe of the fact of what he can do with a the guitar. There's one video where he fucking breaks a string. And like fucking like swaps it out, fixes it, never skips a fucking beat. Yeah. It'll be over. I'd be like, sorry guys, uh, I turn like we got to bring lights back up. I got a broken string. Like he just fucking keeps. I think I switch guitars. Yeah, like, you know keeps, what I mean. I think he does. Guitars. I can't remember if he fixes it. Or no, I think switches. he restrings. I think he, he, it. I think he restrings it while he's while still he's playing. playing? Yeah, wow. he either That's restrings it or they do swap the guitar, mm. but he never misses a fucking beat. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's either just, or, like stringing it would be insane. Right. <laughs> Switching the guitar without missing the beat, that's really good. Right. You know, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, either way, that's pretty impressive. And I mean, I, because I went, I had like a big blues phase in college where, I mean, pretty much if it wasn't Prince, it was blues. And that was almost all that I listened to for a good couple of years. And I remember my freshman and sophomore years of college, um, we um, at the, there was a pub at Cal State. And they had a jukebox. He and we switches would guitars. Mid- switch does. Yeah, switch. Looked it up, yeah. We went in there and um, the jukebox had it was like a ton of blues. It was just very heavily, heavily leaned towards the blues. And I hadn't really heard Stevie Ray Vaughan before, but there was a ton of Stevie Ray Vaughan on the jukebox. And we would go in and we would get our lunch. And I didn't even drink at the time, but we would hang out in the pub. And we would just fucking put on Stevie after Stevie after Stevie. And we would just listen to it. And um, I... And then someone like that, I like a friend of mine from college and I didn't like, I, I put it all together today. I always thought that he died, um, on his way to Bakersfield. I think you said on the show, the a couple times I have too, said yeah. that. And it's the reason I realized that is because he was flying to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I think the student who told me this lived in Chicago okay. and was going to Cal state, but they said, I saw right. Stevie Ray Vaughan the night before he died and then I came back home and I was supposed to see him the next night and then got to the theater and they came out and announced that he died on the way to the theater. Thinking he it, was I was thinking here. he was going from LA and coming to the Fox mm. just because of the way that student phrased it. And she uh, must've been from Chicago or a complete big fat liar. But um, I think she was probably from Chicago and then saw the show and then mm. uh, didn't see it. But I I listen to Stevie quite a bit and there's not a ton like there's not a ton of Stevie I mean he only released what f- seven albums total, I mean he was on a bunch of crazy shit live. when he was like yeah, all kinds of 15 stuff. years old too yeah. you know but, what this is weird and I'm gonna say it I don't know if this is uh, something anyone else shares with me but he has a fucking like forgettable face like I don't know what it is I watched hours of his shit. Right. I've seen him throughout the fucking time. I see his hat. I see his fucking crazy ass mm-hmm. outfit and fucking weird ass belts just and shit. Just background, man. But yeah. I can't 
see his fucking face. Oh, I can. And like, and, and even watch all these documentaries, but like his face is like, I don't know. It's like, it just doesn't stick in my head. Like yeah. I think Jimi Hendrix, you know, I think BB King, I think any of these motherfuckers, I see right. their face clearly in my head. I just can't picture his face. Hmm. Like without looking at a picture, I'm like, okay, Seeing, yeah. I see the, the whole character of him, like the hat and the whole outfit and shit. Or the other cabbie hat thing he fucking yeah, wears. Yeah. I just, his face escapes me. I don't know what it is. It's weird. And probably, I would say that at least once a year, maybe twice a year, I fall into a very deep YouTube rabbit hole of just live Stevie Ray Vaughan performances. Right. And like <clears throat> Brent, I'm not super keen on his like Texas rock and roll slash rockabilly ish like that texas yeah. fast-paced sound but the slow blues songs he does like his fucking lenny and shit, his yeah. little wing fucking lenny yeah. uh uh tin pan alley i mean they're just fucking there's just nothing like it and it's i mean there's not very many probably prince bb king and stevie ray vaughn if you played a song that i had never heard before and I could I could hear one could guitar note them. and yeah. be like, oh fuck this, Steve Ray Vaughan. Like it's just there's something. Willie Nelson's like that too. Yeah, I knew he would distinct. be for yeah. you. I don't I don't have the ear for it, um, but I know you've said that before. And oh my god, I don't think I realized it until I was doing research and falling into a pseudo rabbit hole. That motherfucker's hands are the size of his head. Are they ginormous? Oh my God. Yeah, he's got the Jarell Jones fucking, fucking banana hands. hands. Yeah. They're not even long. They're just They're over. It's like someone uh. just got on the fucking character creation scale and just moved <laughs> the slider to maximum. Yeah. He's got Mickey Mouse mo- hands. He does, dude. Mickey he's Mouse got these big fucking hands. meat paws. But it's like <laughs> watching <laughs> how he... pretty big. Watching uh, how he tortures yeah. that fucking guitar every single day of his life, it's like his those muscles. Maybe they grew. You know what I mean? Like the more dude. he played, they grew. On one of the uh, documentaries, they said he would play until the skin fell off his fingers and super glue the calluses back on yeah. so he could keep playing. Yeah. I was oh. like, what? Is that just some shit? Yeah. Is that a story? Yeah. I, don't I don't know. He probably did a, at some Well, fucking cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, well, true. I'll tell you this. I know when I, uh, when I started learning to play guitar, I would like fucking put electrical tape and shit on my fingers. Yeah. Like to try to do anything, or just you like could, keep or you could super glue them, you know, yeah, what I mean? put like, super glue, make them hard or something. But yeah. I remember, like, I was dreading taking a shower because I knew my fucking fingers were gonna hurt when I right. got out of the shower from playing guitar. Right. It's like and then it's burn. a weird thing once you develop those calluses. Like, I quit playing for like a year at a time at points, and then I would like pick up the guitar and be like, "Fuck, my fingers hurt." But in like four days of playing yeah. a bunch, my fingers would fucking callus up like rock hard. Like there was just some weird and that goes and it like goes away and comes back. Get remembered yeah. and just yeah. like right right back. right back. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I'm trying to find it. There was I mean just about anybody who was in his era um, that was still alive when he was playing. Even fucking Muddy Waters, you know, blues legend Eric Clapton, fucking David Bowie, Mick Jagger, like everyone who saw him would just go on record and say. I think that kid is the best guitar player on earth. Right. Like everyone just, and you see like when he was 15 and 16 and it would be like fucking Mick Jagger invited him to play for him. And it's because Mick Jagger just fucking saw him once and was probably like, Oh, oh my shit. God, look at this fucking There's kid. Some internet kids now, man. I wonder, <clears throat> and I wonder like, uh, you know, how many kids probably had that talent, but because there wasn't like YouTube, sure, you know, like it sure. just never came to fruition. Yeah. Oh, you know my hands mean? are that big, yeah, yeah. But I also wonder the opposite end of that spectrum how many kids 
would are only as good as they are because of YouTube. Right. Because I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan didn't have, like he had a guitar and records and all he could do is listen to him over and over, obsess over it and figure it out. Now you can watch 8 million fucking guitar instructors tell you fucking note by note how to bend it, how this guy does it. And and it's still difficult. But but you have that instruction. You wouldn't have figured it out. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like anything like you can, when I started playing, all I had, all you could do was go to midnight records and see what tablature Mm -hmm. books they had. I'm like, Oh, they have Pearl jam and fucking Metallica. I guess my or I would get jam. like yeah. uh, Guitar Magazine or Guitar World Magazine, yeah. and they would feature like fucking three songs, and you could get the tablature for that in that, and you'd, you'd be like, "Oh shit, I saw that song." They're going to show how to play that song. But right. once you in learn those month. things, you can you know that yeah, that's a note, sort of, and you can start right, doing it. Right. But it's like anything, like some sort of like crazy, you know, some fucking you know goes on America's Got Talent does some fucking crazy thing, and somebody's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I could fucking do that," and then they practice it, and a few right. years later, they're on there they're doing on the same shit. It, yeah. Yeah. And it's like the you evolution know, of guitar they playing know. is crazy. Like you know, Van Halen figuring out how to do tap, you know, tap hammer pull, fucking crazy ass trick shit. And now there are people that do that fucking August Rush looking crazy. Like they're playing a guitar like it's a piano. Mm, like they're yeah. fucking yeah, tapping yeah. and pulling and sliding. Right. And you're like, what the time, fuck? Yeah. yeah, these yeah. people do the crazy shit on fucking TikTok <laughs> yeah. and Instagram. It's just wild. And there's like that's just some kid. But some of them though, it's like, oh, they have like 1.2 million followers, yeah, and they just play guitar videos. It's, all day. Everything's progressed that way. Like even no, like it really has BMX. Oh, BMX. I was gonna say skateboarding too. Dude. Skateboarding BMX. Little kids BMX can do like gotten, backflip, fucking yeah. kickflips, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, there's it's fucking, like I even like it's even crazy. being a big fucking nerd, like fucking miniature painting. I mean, in the last year of me like really getting into the hobby and just watching YouTube videos, I've probably learned almost as much as I learned in the past 30 years of figuring it out on my own. Yeah. Like I have learned so many different techniques and new ways to do shit and new fucking materials to you. And it's just like, fuck like YouTube is just this. I don't, I mean, people don't give it enough credit on how it can educate you. you oh know? yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's anything, if you're going to tile your house, you're like, oh, anything. I've never done that before, yeah. but let me look it up on YouTube. Right. Oh, that looks too hard. I'm going to call somebody exactly, or dude. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's one or the other. You know right, what I mean? Like right. that, that's, that's crazy, you know, for sure. So, um, and also like a video, um, but you can find it pretty easily for a search, but there's, I don't know what the show was, but there was a show called in session, and it would be a couple of musicians that would sit down in a studio and then just fuck around with each other. And there's a great like old school blues guy named Albert King, who was actually one of Stevie Ray Vaughan's like idols that he would that look up a. to a. and listen King. to AA King. Yeah. And um, there's a video of Albert King and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And it's, I just fucking love it. It's like just over an hour long. And it's like, they'll play some Albert King songs. They'll play some Stevie Ray Vaughan songs. And you can just see that Stevie Ray Vaughan, it's like early in his career, and you can just see that the look on his face is like, I'm fucking sitting next to Albert King playing these fucking <clears> songs. <throat> and you can see Albert King, like at the beginning of the video, is kind of like, what's this little white motherfucker think he's doing in my studio? And like by the 30-minute mark, he's like, all right, Stevie, what are you going to do about this? Like you can just see There's a story about that the fucking the respect. Oh, about, is there? Yeah, they said that Albert King was kind of like snobby. Like he didn't like other guitar players. He didn't remember if you're oh, B- sure, yeah. BB King. He yeah. didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Because uh, he's guess, amazing. Albert yeah. King's amazing. And Stevie Ray Vaughan was like 17 or something, and somehow he got on stage with him or something, and he played lick for lick. So Albert King would play, and Stevie Ray Vaughan would play it. Mm-hmm. And he was 
was like, what the fuck? This yeah. kid, like, because I Nobody he, else can he do made that. the riff. Yeah. Right. Steve had just heard it for the first yeah. time and he was just fucking playing <laughs> right. it back to yeah. him. And he was like, he earned the respect and they became friends. Yeah. At yeah. That you can, point, but so. even, even in that session, you see Albert King slowly, even then, is like, God damn. Well, because as yeah. a guitar player, like, when you hear some shit, you're like, oh, we'll get the fuck out of here. Like, what in the fucking magical <laughs> shit did you just do? Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. Like, yeah. you have a little bit of like love hate where you're like, that, not fucking right. cool. It's, it's not fun. even real. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like, not even real. Like, little and it's and even like, 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 like I know nothing about playing the guitar, mm. but you'll be seeing him play and he'll like reach his hand in some impot, like, in some weird body distorted angle and like, lick his palm and like smack some portion of the strings just to get this perfect weird fucking sound and then you're like what the fuck was that man yeah nobody's doing that shit yeah no and he would just get you can't help but like and i even watched today i watched a couple of like just random reaction videos of like people listening to steve rivon for the first time and i was laughing because every single one of them like at about the 10 or 15 second mark, every single person, white, black, anything in the middle would just put their head down and just start to shake their head like everyone. Right. And it was like the exact same reaction I was having was like, fuck. And you just like want to, yeah. you just start shaking your head. You're like, what starts is breaking your brain? Right yeah. Now. You're literally going into shutdown mode. You're about <laughs> yeah. You know, it's weird is because like motherfucker. If Brad whistled something right now, you know, I could just whistle it back. You know what I mean? And it's like they have that type of command and control over the entire instrument. Right. And we can do that with whistling because we've been talking for 40 years. Right. And we're like, oh, yeah, like that's my that's my mouth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know how to make all those sounds. Yeah. And they arrive at some point in skill where it's they can just use it's it second as second nature. Yeah. They yeah. just use it to communicate. They yeah, can just sure. use it to make these sounds. And you can see like he and it's because like, they've played every single yeah. sound that there is to play on it. And they can replicate it and keep doing it. So they know oh, yeah. that that's, oh, that sound is this because, oh, and he did this like that. They know, they know it inside. I mean, out. that happens like to a point, yeah. like even for like, you know, I'm not great at, at music, but like on a piano yeah. or I hear a note and I can sort of know what it is yeah, a lot yeah. of times, not always, you know what I mean? But like I can hear someone on guitar and be like, oh, that's just this. And I can go and play it. That yeah. does happen sometimes, but not like that. Like that shit. Right. Like, yeah. You know, right. You can just play the whole fucking song. Yeah. And he, um, just the, and you can see that he is just enraptured by it. Like he's feeling it. Like he's got the, the fucking dead fish face the entire time that he plays the guitar. Yeah. Um, and I even read one thing that was talking about like the guitars that he played and his preferred guitars. And like one of the articles was talking about how the, he, there are fewer surviving Stevie Ray Vaughan guitars than there are most people's guitars because all of them got put to bed because of fucking water damage because he just sweats Sweat like him. a fucking fountain. Oh, wow. Like you see him in his yeah. live concerts and his shirt is just drenched and there's just water dripping onto his guitar like the whole time he's fucking playing. really fucking wet for that to fuck it up. But like every day, yeah. all day, like if that's fucking going Gross. on, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, happy birthday on. to uh, Carmen Wears Braces. Today's oh, happy oh, birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. birthday. He's How really fucking old. 72. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like yeah, that. She's break a hip getting out of a recliner. Yeah. Yeah. She did actually. That's too soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, that really happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like a, the grandma. She's wearing, a, she's wearing a diaper and a weird cast right now. Yeah, yeah. it's got the little flap on the back. So, quick summary of what other does? people said. She doesn't use it for that though. No, it's other things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was only in the business for seven years because he died when he was only thirty-five. Um, in that time, he won six Grammy awards and ten Damn. Austin Music Awards. 
Uh, Rolling Stone named him seventh of the hundred greatest guitar players of all time. Who's ahead of him? Yeah, I don't know. I gotta see that list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have fucking the. It was the in greatest. 2003. So maybe maybe know. because he just didn't live as long. That. Like he didn't make a enough yeah, yeah, yeah. dent. Yeah, he you didn't make I mean? enough. But the guys who are the greatest were calling him the greatest in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. fucking uh, Guitar World l- listed him as eighth. Um, oh fuck you, Guitar uh, World. Well, Keith Richards always, Eric Clapton, yeah. uh, Mick Taylor, Brian Jones. But Eric Clapton um, said he was one of the greatest are. guitar players uh, ever seen. Exactly. Like, like, he like, said he was the, the greatest guitar player. He was the greatest living guitar player. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I think it was the young age. You know what I mean? Like, probably. Like if you had to live till yeah, you were yeah, 60 yeah. Was, yeah, and, and made a bigger dent. Right. You know what I mean? Where people right. were just like fucking... Like he For he sure. played the double sided neck guitar because he was know, kind fucking, of a niche. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, he was always in his niche. Jazz he was always, is a weird. He was always I, Texas I like, blues. Like that yeah. was what it was. And I feel like jazz doesn't get the respect that I mean. Everybody knows, like you have the BB Kings and stuff. You know that mm-hmm. they came from jazz, and you're like, oh wow, like, yeah. I'm sorry, blues. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I was thinking jazz. Fucking, but because your hands, your hands are. Up I like was this. doing jazz. Yeah, hands. you were doing jazz hands. I was, but um, yeah, the the. The blues like influences it influenced fucking everything. Oh, yeah, dude. So Every much. type of fucking so music much. the blues has influenced. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Like so uh Jimi Hendrix was number one, Eric Clapton was number two, uh Jimmy Page is number three, uh fucking Keith Richards. God, Keith how old is Keith Richards? Jesus He's fucking like ninety seven. That motherfucker looks picture. like a mad scientist. Yeah. Jeff Beck, uh number five, and from Beck to him. BB King, number six. Is Jeff Beck from Beck? Who's that? Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry's number seven. Uh, See, I think uh, this is a list of most influential. Yeah, Yeah, Eddie Van Halen, number eight. Eric Clapton. Uh, Oh, Dwayne Allman of the Allman Brothers, um, who also died young. Uh, Pete Townsend, number 10. I don't know. He ain't coming up, bro. George Harrison, 11. Mm. Since he died. Oh, Steve Ray Vaughan. Number twelve. He's at number twelve on Rolling yeah, Stones. I don't know. I don't know that those people are better than he is, but I could say that they ha- might have had a bet a bigger, bigger influence, influence. Yeah. Uh, you know, than than he did. Yeah. Um, John Mayer, who is a surprisingly good guitar player, Fuck yeah, actually, he is. that motherfucker, he has a SRV tattooed on his arm because Stevie Ray Vaughan is one of the reasons he got into music. Hmm. Um, and just that hat, man. Yeah. The fucking flat cap. And that he always and the crazy jewel like the crazy shirts the ridiculous like some of the times he'd be playing the guitar he had like fucking eighty pounds of rings on like the Mr. <laughs> like, that's fucking, that that Texas yeah you know, dude. like that's that thing giant like Native yeah. American rings yeah. and and Tex Mex just know, that fucking look is, yeah. man there was nobody nobody has ever looked like him walking out on stage yeah. like there's He's got just, animal teeth fucking necklaces <laughs> yeah, and shit dude, like, yeah. totally looks like Crocodile Dundee with a guitar and his brother who um, is a damn good guitar player. Jimmy Vaughn um, was in, I just drew a blank on the name of the uh, band he was in. It's in here when we get there, but he was a good guitar player as well. He was a Texas guitar player um, and he's still alive and he still, he still plays. He was in a bunch of bands. Like He, he was in one band that was like fucking MTV big, like, like, like Black, bigger than Blackbird, Nightcrawlers. I, there's a bunch of those bands. He was in a I bunch watched of those. a shit ton of documentaries on this, but Fuck, the bands are a blur. Blank. I'll find it. Like um, Stevie's face to you? I'll find it for you. Fabulous Thunderbirds. Oh, there you go. That's it. Fabulous Like in the in the Terrible late 80s, man. early 90s, they were a pretty big, you know, uh, most people would probably recognize their song Tough Enough. That was probably their biggest hit. 
if you heard it. It's a, again, it's like a, it sounds like something you would hear in a fucking Texas roadhouse, mm. you know, and it's that, it's that style of music. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so, uh, his, his youth, he grew up in, uh, Texas. Um, he's got that blues background that I think you need that goes a couple generations back because his grandfather was a fucking sharecropper. Um, Thomas Levon was a, a sharecropper and married Laura Bell LaRue. Mm. Like it doesn't matter that you're white. If your grand if your granddaddy was a sharecropper and your grand your grandmama's <laughs> name was Laura Bell LaRue, mm-hmm. you already got the blues. Mm-hmm. Like you were born with the blues at that point. It doesn't yeah. matter what you're gonna do with them. I think he was uh, quoted to say that he was a black man trapped in a white man's body. He though. pretty much yeah. was, dude. Except for the clothes. Like, he, ha- he had I don't a black know if a brother could have pulled those clothes off. He had a black man's nose outfit, though. Bro. You put a brother in those clothes, it's just a pimp. No, he did, he did he on? had the nose for Maybe. it. Maybe. That's for sure. Did he have a black he, nose? Oh yeah. I mean look at look at his nose. Yeah, he does got a he does. He's got the wide nose, yeah. yeah. And unless he's flaring on purpose, you no, know what I mean? I don't mean? think so. Like for the photos, he's trying to flare it. I get the feeling that like he would address that like I feel like if he wasn't on stage, he would have been wearing the same shit. Oh, that's what he was daily like, that was, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's just the shit he was wearing. Yeah. But um so his dad was an as- asbestos worker. That sounds um, terrible. Yeah, man. dude. I wonder no, what he died yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, <laughs> they ended up having to, tra- like, they moved through Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, um, and then they finally settled back again in Texas. So he's a good Southern boy uh, through and through. They said that sometimes mm-hmm. they would go to, like, a school for two weeks at a time. And sometimes they'd be in places for four days, like wow, and not go to school. He it's said, no wonder that both of the kids are just fucking great musicians because yeah, that's their constant. The brother know? said it, it basically trained them. It was the best training for what they ended up doing. Like they said, because they had like, no the attachments, like yeah. loners, like they couldn't right. make friends every time. They had to pick up and move, and they had stories of fucking hardship. He said this wasn't leave it to Beaver shit. Yeah, it was just that era. He's like, but <laughs> we were on the fucking road. Their dad was like fucking bad temper, drunk and drunk, bad temper, and then they were just fucking traveling. Can you imagine the road trip? like fucking probably no ac oh yeah fucking shut the fuck yeah. up back there no no right. ipad to keep you busy no yeah. no fucking it like, switch it was like brent when no he DS. pulls up to uh fucking taco bell or carl's jr exactly nobody knows their order yeah start yeah. yelling at people pissed off i fucking yelled at our fucking uh hosting <laughs> last night i did I, i've never liked that on the phone but i was fucking mad about our website going down again i'm fucking i'm still mad fuck i have to call him again when we get it done here just to check oh. on the shit fucking idiots i mean fucking idiots they charged us like three hundred something dollars for some fucking site lock shit that we have told them so many fucking times. It broke our do site not last want time. It. Every time they give time. it to us, it breaks our site. I'm like, I why did you put that on there? Oh, it's your annual renewal. I was like, no. except for no. we have it noted in there. We don't want to buy that shit. Refund me three hundred fifty dollars right now our site. And, and fix it. Oh, we'll fix it. It'll take like forty eight hours to repropagate the DNS. I'm like, no, it won't. It takes a fucking week, and you fuck up our Spotify and our fucking Apple feed, and all that shit gets fucked for like two weeks. I was like, the, the the fucking fallout of this is what you don't understand. Exactly. Oh, God damn, I hate him. Bastards. So Stevie Ray Vaughan's father died, um, which is kind of weird, on August 27th, um, exactly four years to the day before Stevie Ray Vaughan died. They both died on August weird. 27th, which is kind of weird. Um, That's Brad's birthday. His uh, So his brother, his older brother, Jimmy, uh, Stevie, started to pick up the guitar and every article I read said a different fucking age. 
Some said seven, some said eight, some said ten. He was little. I I, I don't know what age it was, but I saw an interview with uh, Jimmy talking, was sitting mm-hmm. next to Stevie talking about it. That he had a guitar with like little cowboys on it. It was like a toy, yeah. like plastic one with three strings and shit. Right. And they right. showed a picture of them sitting next to each other and him actually holding the guitar. He was fucking young. Like I mean, yeah. even seven doesn't seem young enough. Like he might have been six. Six. Seven, I think I, I think I might have read six in yeah. one article, but the, little, the range dude. was different. Yeah. He started drinking and playing guitar at age six. He did. <laughs> he did. He started True drinking story. at six, dude. He <laughs> did. fucking story. Yeah. That's how you got to be a good guitar player. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. And that's how you know you got the blues. A lot of cocaine. That motherfucker had the blues at six, dude. Yeah. Bad um, life. I also wonder if like maybe at six he got the toy guitar and at like ten he got his brother's first hand-me-down real guitar. <laughs> He got so some hand-me-down like, whiskey. He did get hand-me-down <laughs> whiskey. Um, one of the first songs that he learned to play, which I was entertained by this, is a song called Wine, Wine, Wine by the Nightcaps. And that's a lyric in a Tom Waits song. And I always thought it was fictional. Like he's talking about songs and he mentioned, he's like, you know, maybe Wine, Wine, Wine by the Nightcaps. And I was like, I thought he just made that up. Right. And it turns out that it's song. a real song that Stevie Ray Vaughan learned, like inspired him to become a musician. I'm checking our uh, DNS propagation status for our website and mm-hmm. check the A records to see what it is. But one of the records, coincidentally, there's like MX records, there's SRV records for some reason. Weird. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, how Stevie fucking weird. Ray there's only a couple. Yeah. yeah, it's like TXT, CAA, SRV, MX, A, C name. Like, like that's the, the versions of the DNS records or whatever. And one of them's. Hmm. SRV. That's weird. That's funny. So he started to listen to Albert King, Otis Rush, Muddy Waters, Jimi Hendrix. Um, and he actually played with Albert King and with Muddy Waters like a couple years after that, you know, um, <clears throat> which I never think of Muddy Water. He must have been old as fuck. I never think of Muddy Waters like playing in the 80s and 90s. But mm. he I mean, because yeah, he that, played in the 50s. Yeah, you that know? sounds like some 40s shit to me. Yeah. And Muddy Waters is fantastic. Like, re- I mean, good. Like, you get to a certain era of blues, and it's like you're listening to it for academic purposes. It's like it's yeah. not really <laughs> good. But fucking Muddy Waters and like Howlin' Wolf, who played at the same well, time, he as died each in '83, so he was born yeah. in 1913, so not far into the fucking '80s. Yeah, but Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf, I mean, they're amazing. Like, they're shit. To- I can listen to them to this day and just fucking <laughs> love it. But, um. So yeah, his first guitar was a real guitar was a hand-me-down Gibson ES125T that Jimmy gave him. Um, I don't know anything oh, about guitars. Gibson, just to being a Gibson. I mean, I guess back then though, there weren't like as many generic brands. So if you got a guitar, there's it was like a, a, a real Gibson yeah. or Fender, you know? Yeah. Now there's so much fucking like China junk. Knockoff shit. So and then the articles that I read all kind of made a mess of this next chunk of of time of when he dropped out of school when he started uh doing gigs when he moved out of his house when he moved to Austin like it all like they all it's like one article would say he fucking dropped out of high school and then was playing in Austin and then l- moved out of his house. And one was like, he moved his, out of his house his and then brother left like home all first. Up. They were both playing in bands while in high school. And uh, like I saw in one of the interviews, they were talking about one of the gigs they had while in high school started at 10 PM and it ended at 6 AM. 
with like a 10 minute break or something to get a drink and take a piss. And so he said, and then we had to go up, get up and go to high school. So, and then shit started to happen at home because their grades were so bad because they're staying, they're playing from 10 PM to 6 AM. Yeah. So academically they're fucking just, they didn't give a fuck anyway. They want to play guitar. Right. And so their parents try to make them stop playing music. And so Jimmy bails out and takes off and leaves fucking Stevie at home to fend off his fucking parents. He lasts a little bit longer. And then finally, um, something happens where he gets a job and he's like working at a restaurant or something. They tell yeah, him to do some shit. Burger he, joint. Yeah, he tells the story that he Ritzy climbed burger. he climbed up on top of like a, a fucking fifty gallon drum to try to reach some shit and fell yeah. in like chest deep in grease. Yeah. And like old waste mm-hmm. grease. Mm-hmm. And he said, Fuck this. I'm not doing this. This is not my life. I'm playing guitar. And he dropped out of high school at seventeen and fucking took off. That's the Spider Man bite theory. Yeah. Fell into the fucking grease. Yeah, that's what it was. Fucking radioactive grease. Exactly. He could have been a toxic Avenger. Yeah, yeah. That's he would have been toxic Avenger if he fell in head all the way in. Right. But just because it was head, the chest height. He just turned into Stevie Ray Vaughan, the yeah, great guitar He climbed player. out of the grease and like Muddy Waters was on the radio and yeah. like the vibes yeah. like infused yep. in his when DNA. When he climbed out, he had a middle name. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. Stevie Vaughan. That's Stevie where, Vaughan. that's the inception <laughs> yeah. of the middle name yeah. right yeah. there. Yep. That's X-rays. What, that's what happened. Yeah, yep. X-rays hit him inside the grease. But again, like. So 17 is when he left home. Okay. So and then he, and he took off to multiple bands. It was like Blackbird tons I think at that them, time. Tons of them, dude. And then uh, he took off to Cracker Jack or something because yeah, they. Split I didn't up. even track all of them. Yeah. There I wonder. Were a lot. <laughs> I wonder if you could trace back like every great person in history, like their their event, their event, their bucket them. of grease, their, yeah. Bu- yeah, their their thing that happened. You know, they got bit by a dog. <laughs> yeah, fucking, dude, you know. all of them, man. Uh, who's the guy that plays fucking Hawkeye or whatever? That guy fucking was living on a top ramen budget of like three dollars a week for Jeremy food. Renner? Yeah, yeah, that guy was yeah. three dollars a week for food. Um, fucking everybody has a fucking crazy story. Like that. All and I remember, I, and yeah, I Jim saw this them out of his van and yeah. stuff. On and, an yeah. interview years and years and years ago, Stevie Ray Vaughan in an interview, um, and I have no idea where, where it was said that at one point he was homeless cause he had left home. And when he was still just a kid, probably when he was 17, he, um, got a job working at one of the clubs that he would play in and the job, like he would have to clean the place out, do all this stuff. He would play at night and then he would work there during the day and they had no money to pay him. So the pay was they would feed him twice a day right? and let him sleep there. And he would sleep on top, like curled around the radiator, mm-hmm. hugging his guitar because the other night staff would have stolen his guitar. <laughs> so he had, he worked for two meals in a radiator yeah. and slept on the floor, hugging his guitar. So and no one would there. fucking steal it. And then he would play there at night. Yeah. Cold like, to fuck up a guitar too. I remember like, we used to have like band practice. I would mm. leave my shit in the garage and I, I was like, no, any better. I was like 16. Right. And I went out there and my shit was <clears> fucked. Like it was all fucked up. Like and permanently I was, or? Um, no, like it, it did get just, just readjusted cold. because yeah. like there's a right. rod in the it neck shrinks. and you think about how tight shrinks. those fucking yeah. strings are. True. And when it gets cold, it contracts. And I went over to fucking front porch and Artie's like, yeah, man, you can't leave it out in the cold, man. Cause he sounds just like Tommy Chong. And he was like, uh, he's like, there's a lot of weight on those strings, man. That's like 6,000 pounds. And it like fucking, he's like, it could break your neck on the fucking, it'll break the guitar. And I was like, oh shit. He's like, yeah, you can finish band practice. You leave all your pedals, leave your amp, leave the drums. You can take your guitar inside. Wow. He's like, you bring that shit inside. Don't leave <clears throat> yeah, it out I didn't there. know that. Yeah. I thought of that. So in 1970, it's kind of his first brush with like professional musicians who are like, what the fuck is this kid? It's actually here? that red guitar that's hanging when you walk oh, in. Oh, is it? It's, it's that guitar, yeah. So in 1970, he was in a band called Liberation, horrible name. 
and they were taking a break between sets at whatever a shitty A lot of bands' are, names are really stupid, but yeah, because bad. they're famous, we don't even think about true. them. True. That's true. Like Aerosmith? No, I think about it. Stupid. Yeah, I think about them all the time. Yeah. So yeah. they're on a break between sets. The and when Rolling they're on a, Stones? How dumb is the Rolling Stones? Yeah, that's pretty how dumb. How dumb is the Beatles? Chuck, the Beatles is, is awful. The most famous yeah. band of all time. Awful Terrible. 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 Chuck and Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck and Rocks Magazine. Rolling Chuck and Oates. Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's the greatest <laughs> guitar player. Rolling Oates. Yeah. Which again goes back to a Muddy Waters song. Rolling Stone is a Muddy Waters thing. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Rolling Stones. There's some dumbass names. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. It's all stupid. The Cranberries. Like I never garbage. Like I never. Never that fell for the garbage. illusion of Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. I was like, that's an awful name the first time I heard it, and it's an yeah. awful name when you just said it right yeah. now. Um, yeah, but anyway, so they're, they're playing a set in this small band while he's still a teenager, and ZZ Top happened to be in the club watching. Which one? Um, Both the whole them? band. The whole band? Yeah, all three of them. They travel like that. Their beards yeah. are entangled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they saw they it, and they were like, the oh, fuck. Before they- and when the band took a break between sets, they went up to Stevie, and they were like, hey, man, can we jam with you on this In break? In unison, they said Yeah, that. they did. They were like, but hey, so can we jam with you? But just keep it, like, imagine being a fucking teenager, and fucking ZZ Top comes up, yeah. and like, I know you're about to take a break, but do you want to just jam instead of take a break? What, was ZZ Top as big as ZZ Top now, though? That's the question. It might have just been some um, dudes. You know what I mean? Coming out, like I have on, no idea. They're I mean, on they the were bar. Probably, they're on they're the bar fucking, tour. They were, they were bottom back. They then. were probably <laughs> pretty fucking big in Texas. It started in at the bottom. And they, yeah. Now they're now they're started at the bottom. Now they're here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, they jammed with them. Um, then in 1975, he forms a band called Triple Threat, and uh, after a couple of band members come and go, they renamed the band Double Trouble based on an Otis Rush song. And then that's the band. Like right. from that day forward, it is Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. And again, it's one of those musical experiences that you're like, that's just a motherfucker on bass, a motherfucker on drums, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. All that music it's coming out of them, is yeah. coming out of those three motherfuckers right there. It's unbelievable. Well, the other crazy thing is he didn't sing. Like he didn't, he like he sort of sang back in the day, but he finally decided after the triple threat because he was sharing the spotlight with yeah. a, a girl that was badass and and this other dude. Um, and he decided like how how can I sing? How do I sing? And I think it was his wife or it was the other girl in the band. She said, just pick a song. Pick one song and learn it and sing it, and he fucking did it. And then it's like, dude, that was a fucking great voice. That's an amazing voice. How is he not fucking singing this already? Whole time? You yeah, know, how is he not yeah. singing? He has such a soul. Well, he was so voice. focused on playing guitar, yeah. probably. But once he like once that clicked, and it was like, yeah. oh, you, this is you. Like right. you should have been doing this the whole yeah. fucking time. Like <laughs> yeah. so many people point out, like you could be an amazing technical <clears throat> guitar player, and you could sing perfect pitch, and you could hit all the fucking notes right. But there's a whole different thing of like soul. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. Of yes. of emotion, yes. in, yep. it, even in guitar, you could someone can play guitar, fucking note for note, and play the whole fucking thing, and it's like, like oh, like an yeah. android. And yes. there's yeah, that is Steve, a cover of Stevie Ray Vaughan. There's no dead fish. Yeah, and then Stevie Ray Vaughan plays it, and it's a completely different fucking thing because every little bend and little vibrato and little fucking thing that he yeah, does, he put emotion into it. Yeah, yeah, he plays it like that's why they make that fucking face. Yeah, you know what I mean. You have to fucking make that face. You've seen to make the it sound fish like memes, that. right? No, I don't know what you're talking about. It's there's they were it was like several years slugs. ago now. You mean slugs? Oh, slugs. You're right. Slugs. It is slugs. That's yeah. why I didn't get it. Yeah, and they fucking they'll they take people who are in the middle of their nastiest Mayer, guitar s- face. 
And then they photoshopped like the guitar into yeah. being a giant slug. Have you ever seen <laughs> so they all look, look like they're look just up. like, Ugh, like freaking uh, out from this. Yeah, look up. But Stevie John Ray Mayer is great. John from Mayer. the first note to the last note is holding a giant slug. Dude, John guitar. Mayer makes the craziest faces he does, when he plays guitar. Dude. It's like drummers, though. Drummers make yeah. stupid ass faces. Yeah. Like every yeah. drummer. Well, they're fucking actually exerting themselves. Oh, That's fuck a fucking. Yeah, I know, but they make like, yeah. they want to do it. Like they're like normal. They're like, yeah. one, two, three, four. Like yeah, fucking yeah, start yeah, fucking yeah. the stupidest ass faces, yeah. Um, <laughs> did you find some? <laughs> They're pretty great, dude. That's, That's like James funny. Hatfield. Yeah, that one's funny. One. John Mayer. John Mayer, though, his face. That one's funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's kind of sexual. But yeah. um, everything's sexual yeah, to you. see what you want, you know. So someone ends up. Oh, this uh, one's good. Seeing him and realizing that they want him, you know, that they want to sign him. Springsteen. That one's good. Yeah, that is really good. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's scared to hold it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um. So, uh, this like just quick like to build before he gets successful. Just let's talk about drugs for a minute. Fuck yeah, man. So I mean, uh, oh my god. <laughs> 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 so on uh, December 5th, yeah. 1979, he's in a dressing room before the performance in Houston and um, an off-duty police officer sees him uh, sniffing cocaine through a window and then comes in and busts him. He's charged with cocaine possession. He's released on $1,000 of bail. He was, uh, at the time, they were the opening act for Muddy Waters. Um and Muddy Waters said Stevie could perhaps be the greatest guitar player that ever lived, but he won't live to get 40 years old if he doesn't leave that white powder alone. Dude, right. some of he his didn't. band members were talking about, like, in the interviews, they were like, yeah, he, did he was s- sober, though, when he died, which is yeah, the sad Still, thing. it doesn't he matter. Did, yeah. He did so much fucking cocaine that they were like, dude, I did a lot of cocaine. Like, I did a lot of cocaine, but he did, like, five or ten times more than we did. Yeah. They said it was like ridiculous crazy. Like they said that in one of the recording sessions, because they did a fucking uh, Texas Flood album or whatever, like they mixed that shit in like two days. They got it all done in two days. Crazy. And it was like, holy shit. The next one took him like months or something because he was on Coke. Yeah. And he fucking had, they said on the top of like the fucking organ or something was just piles of cocaine. You thought, no way could that be cocaine? Like how much does that cost? There are just right. fucking piles. Yeah. Like unbelievable amounts of fucking Coke. It's my favorite. I think. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I don't either. But it's yeah. It's very good. That makes me want to do some of those. It's there's they've a Reddit been, been post that says, yeah. let's bring back, uh, let's bring back guitars holding slugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So yeah. And he, uh, a quote from him said, um, he was talking about in the 1960s. He said, that's when I first started stealing daddy's drinks when he was six years old. That's or, just crazy. Or dude. when my parents were gone, I'd find the bottle and make, make myself one. I thought it was cool. Thought the kids down the street would think it was cool. That's where it began. And I've been dependent on it ever since. So um, my grandma gave me wine when I was like really little. I remember having a great popsicle one time being like, oh, this tastes like wine. I think that's how she got busted. Was like I was like this is a great popsicle tastes like wine and my mom was like what right like oh Granny's been giving you wine because my mom always drank gin and Oof. you'd be like ooh I, can Kids I have ain't a sip and that. she'd be like have have as much have as have at want. it gin 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 she'd hand it to you take one drink yeah. and be like ugh that shit tastes like that drinking? shit tastes like Cologne. yeah it's not good so um, I don't uh, mind it now but at the time it wasn't 
If you mix it with Cactus Cooler, it's pretty amazing. Ugh. You shut your mouth. Cactus, cactus Cooler. It tastes like Flintstone no, vitamins, it's fucking bro. awful, dude. That shit is what? nasty. You take that whoa, back, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Party no, off, man. Party off. Whoa, whoa. Cactus Cooler is gross, what? dude. Yeah, it tastes like children's orange. aspirin. It's fucking no, gross. No, 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 no. It's like orange gross. pineapple. No, you take that back. No. You take it back. No. <laughs> It's like I, I got a, gross, I got a dude. case of cactus cooler at the house right now. Oh. We had a good run, man. We and, run. and and I drink it warm. No, that wouldn't matter. <laughs> I could drink it warm probably too, though. It's good. Just lightly chilled. It's the best. Gross. No, um, you're you're gross. You don't like cactus cooler. You're gross. No. You like fucking Fanta? You're fucking, you're gu- guitar, no. you're a slug holding a guitar. I don't like Fanta. <laughs> What's oh, hate, oh, you like Fago. That's oh, right, Fago. Fago, yeah. Fago. Yeah, Fanta, same thing. Um, really is the same So, yeah, thing. he used to put... the same company. It's just rebranded, yeah. actually. He used to put the uh, Coca-Cola... Or used to... Coca-Cola, what the fuck? Cocaina. <laughs> Cocaina. We got fucking Fanta. soda brain. Because yeah. you said that, and I was like, no, in fact, they aren't the same company as Fago because it's Coca-Cola. He's, not, he's thinking that while he's talking. Exactly. He shook his head no. I was like, like shook it. Like and you were, you were too busy thinking about it. Notes. Yeah, I got lost in... in he's like, fucking, that's not true. I got you lost son of a in, bitch. I got lost in Brent's eyes. Oh, yeah. Um, but hard. he would put his cocaine... I got cocaine, lost in his thighs. He would put his cocaine in his whiskey and drink it. He would drink his cocaine and his whiskey. I mean, I mean... Does why it not? still work? Why I guess, not? Right? I mean, I got three days. You yeah, I got three days off. I'll be able to. Probably just a different thing, like eating weed versus smoking weed. I like, guess. At the get, first of the year, I get all my vacation back, boys. What's that mean? You're gonna drink some cocaine? Or cocaine's out yeah. of your system in just a little <laughs> oh, bit, wow. half life. Yeah, oh wow! So he would on a daily I, I basis. I don't know where to buy cocaine. I couldn't buy cocaine. Uh, he would drink. I could probably find some. My boss does it. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, God damn. Stricken from the record. <laughs> yeah. He would drink a quart of whiskey a day. And he would uh, use a quarter ounce of cocaine each day. God, I don't a know. Quarter ounce that sounds like a lot. I don't know how much that is, but I'm guessing <laughs> it's not good. Oh, wow. Um, and it got to the point that like his personal assistant, once he was uh, big, would like as soon as he woke up, he was like he had to have his he had to have Stevie's breakfast ready Which the was- instant Stevie woke up whiskey and well no like real breakfast because he was like if i don't immediately have breakfast and hand it to him he's just going to wake up and start drinking whiskey and not eat all day like so i have to and like my brother before he died like in his like fuel of alcoholism he would wake up and he would immediately drink either like a shitload of gatorade or a shitload of orange juice yeah and then he would just drink and he would finally eat like a small meal when everyone ate dinner at like eight o'clock at night because wow. he was drinking fucking beer all day. He did not. He was, his body was not at a loss of calories. Yeah. You know, he didn't fucking need food. He was getting the fuel he needed. Hmm. Um, so uh, he ends up uh, getting busted uh, for that. And this I don't understand. So he gets busted for the coke. The judge says. Uh, you've got two years of probation. You can't leave Texas and you can't enter. You have to do a drug abuse treatment and you have to quote, avoid persons and places of known disreputable or harmful character. Um, and if you break any of these rules, you're going to go to jail to which Stevie Ray Vaughn said, I'm not going to do any of those things. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, 
I'm not lying to I'm you, still Your Honor. Do coke. I'm still I'm going to play blues at night in I'm gonna places, leave like I'm gonna this, leave Texas. Yeah. Like, no, like that's not gonna happen. So then he had to hire a lawyer who basically <laughs> pushed back and got no, him no, no, the no, he, yeah. like, this is his job. Like he has to get so but they they kind of watered it down a little bit. Um, but apparently it was so impactful on him that even when he would tour he would insist like at the when he would check into hotels he would make sure everyone knew no one from the staff is to come into my room under any circumstances because they were just going to come in to clean the room and find his fucking piles of cocaine everywhere so he was like he wouldn't let anyone from the staff <laughs> I'm not enter getting his fool rooms. me once yeah, exactly yeah. dude fool yeah. me once yeah and again like it uh, just to i mean not to fucking beat a, a dead horse but muddy waters arguably the inventor of modern day blues said Stevie could perhaps be the greatest guitar player that ever lived. That's said by multiple people. Yeah. yeah he's number 12 on Rolling Stones. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Greatest guitar players yeah. list. So I think, like I said, I, I really believe that has to do with impact. him just dying. Yeah. I think early. So too. he didn't have, if, the if he would have lived till 65, right. uh, it would have sure went well into I'm sure you know, a new everyone era. on that list who was alive would say that he is yeah, better exactly, than him. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, uh, he ends up, um, a music journalist who heard him play at a private party. So, so, Mick Jagger hears about how good he is and invites the band to fly out from Texas and play at a private party that he's hosting in New York. So they put on this private party and there's a guy named Jerry Wexler, who's a music journalist who's at that party. And he has something to do with the uh, Montreux blues and jazz festival which is in uh, Switzerland, and it's like a big hot shit, like one of the biggest jazz and blues music festivals in the world. They don't even have an album yet. <clears throat> like nobody knows who Stevie Ray Vaughan is on any large level, but this fucking uh, music journalist is talking to the guy who plans it and says, you know who you need to have at the festival this year is this fucking kid named Stevie Ray Vaughan. I think they were the only mm. band that was unsigned to ever. play at that festival yeah. ever. Yeah. And they were like, you're going to like, because trust me, his, he's going to be signed and drop an album by next year, and you're going to wish that he had played this year. Yeah. So he gets him some tapes, and the guy's like, fuck yeah, have him come out. So they fly to Switzerland, and they play there. And he even like he himself said that he didn't like and you can find it online. It's a great set. Um, I thought it was much later in his life and career because it's so fucking po polished and clean. But he said that it's a small venue that's set for like the acoustics are set for the subtleties of jazz. And he's in there playing like fucking blues, beer drinking, yeah, fucking peanut stomping, yeah. fucking right. Texas blues. Beer he said that he had to put. He put four army blankets on top of the amps and speakers and dialed it down to two. Yeah. And it was still too much for the room. Huh. And yeah. he said that a handful of people. trying to do that at a coffee house or exactly, something. Exactly. You know, everybody's quiet and shit in the library. Yeah. yeah. He said a handful of people booed and that mm -hmm. it just like broke his spirit. And he fucking left stage and didn't want to go back on, even though people were like, go back on. You're fucking killing it. He was like, no, people aren't digging it. Um, but uh, one of the. Uh, the he's the people's guitarist he is yeah. and speaking of people the people's guitarist uh reporter from people named james mcbride <laughs> said uh of that thing he seemed to come out of nowhere a zorro type figure in a riverboat gambler's hat 
roaring into the 82 Montreux Festival with a 59 Stratocaster at his hip and two flamethrowing sidekicks he called Double Trouble. He had no album, no record contract, no name, but he reduced the stage to a pile of smoking cinders, and afterwards everyone wanted to know who he was. So that festival kind of led to another one of his big breaks. So at some, so they end up the next night, they play at a casino in the same city and, uh, Jackson Brown, who I don't really know Jackson Brown music, but I know he was like really popular. My fucking uncle loves Jackson Brown, man. Yeah. I don't know him really. I mean, I can picture like him from MTV days as like an older artist doing stuff. But so Jackson Brown, who had a record deal and all this stuff was a pretty big artist. Um, saw Stevie Ray Vaughan in Double Trouble at this casino and came up to him after the show and said, yo, man, I have a record studio in Los Angeles. Um, When we get back to the States, anytime you want to, you can fucking cut an album for free at my studio. Hmm. Like you got to get some shit recorded. I don't, you know, don't pay me anything. He's like, you just need to fucking do this. The universe needs you. Yeah, exactly. And I think he ended up giving a tape to David Bowie so Jackson Brown gets David Bowie's attention and is like, look at this fucking guy. And then David Bowie immediately calls him and says, hey, I'm David rec- Bowie. Yeah. Like fucking crazy. Yeah. And he's like, I'm about to record a, a new album called Let's Dance. I would love to have you uh, play lead guitar on a bunch of the tracks. So Steve Ray Vaughan played lead guitar on, I think, five tracks from that album, including Let's Dance. I think China Girl. Like so I weird. I hear that shit in my head when you said it. Like, yeah, but I, I hear yeah, it every time you I, say the title. I it's the so not a Stevie Ray Vaughan no, sound. No, I was trying to picture guitar solos in there, but I don't know. It's, it doesn't sound anything like Stevie because right. he's playing to a different style. Right. You know, he's playing to what Bowie uh, wants him to play. Um, and uh, it apparently it was the right thing to do. David Bowie was really good about that, by the way. Like he would, he would like his album sales would be lagging. And he would see some talent and be like, you need to work with me. Like, I need your vitality. I need you and you need me. Exactly. And he did the same thing with uh, Nine Inch Nails. He was like, I'm about to do a big tour. Like, I need need you and you need me. So let's fucking do this. So he was kind of good at spotting those people and getting them on. And and that's smart, too. Like, I mean, that's how you lengthen your career, you know. Exactly. Because you'll you'll fall out of favor, you know what I mean? But then if you bring some new hotness in, yeah, you bring some new hotness in and and, uh, you can can revitalize. Exactly. So um, they end up um, getting signed. They record uh, their first album is Texas Flood, um, which has some great songs on it. It's got Texas Flood, his ridiculous cover of Mary Had a Little Lamb, um Lenny which is just a fucking amazing beautiful beautiful song um Love Struck Baby which is one of his classics um he ends up being voted best new talent and best electric blues guitarist um by Guitar Player magazine and they set off on a tour David Bowie wants him to be lead guitarist on his tour which is going to make him a fucking buttload of money um, and, and apparently nah. he's like, no, uh, apparently the night before the tour started, he was like, I can't do it. Um, his quote was, I couldn't gear everything on something I didn't really care a whole lot about. It was kind of risky, but I didn't need all the headaches. Right. So, um, that's a bold ass move, man. Like, yeah, it is. Like David Bowie wants you, but like somehow, you know, 
That's like, not me. That you're, yeah, it's not yeah. you, and it's, and that maybe you're more than that. You well, know, that's right? kind of. I mean, you're, that you're also David Bowie level. You know, right? Exactly. Well, you're you're like, staying true to yourself. I mean, yep. you're not going to sit there and keep doing what you don't like. You know but again, I mean? I, the other thing, the, the reason I think it's a bold move is it's like it's you don't not know the gonna, future, though. It's you don't not going to rebrand. You can it's make not going to rebrand future. him, yeah. right? Like it's just it's just a quick paycheck for a summer tour that could have set him up for more recording time and more cocaine piles and fucking whatever. Right. But he was like, "No, man, we just released an album. I'm doing me. You know, yeah. I'm not. You know, if I'm going to tour this summer, if I'm touring. I'm touring. You know, um. So in 1984. He plays Carnegie Hall um, and uh, with his he, brother, actually with his brother. He comes out in a custom mariachi outfit, which he calls a Mexican tuxedo. And uh, <laughs> his brother said that they were really nervous about it. And he said, um, I was worried the crowd might be a little stiff. Turned out they're just like any other beer joint. Yeah. And it's like, you play the right music, you're going to get the right response. You know what I mean? And it's like, people are buying. And the thing is, apparently, a lot of other big blues artists were playing with him. Right. So even if you had no idea who Stevie Ray Vaughan was, because he only did one, you know, uh, album so far, if you're a blues aficionado in New York and it's Carnegie Hall and all these other blues musicians are there, you're going to buy a fucking ticket. Yeah. Like, you know. And then you're going to get and into the sometimes music. sometimes that's how you, you know find I mean? a fucking yeah. an act. You know what I mean? Like I went and saw Willie Nelson and there was a band that opened that was Asleep at the Wheel. And I was like, oh my God, that fucking guitar player is crazy. Really? He was doing like volume swells with one fucking finger on the volume knob while he's like all this weird shit. And I was like, dude, who is that? I don't know his name now, but like at the right. time I looked that shit up and then I found out like, oh, they're all independent artists that form this group. They all have their own fucking project. Oh, wow. And you find all kinds of cool shit like that. That's like Anna Voss was like that, and she opened for Willie Nelson. We went unexpectedly, and like was like, "Wow, that chick's fucking amazing!" And then we became a fan of you know of her instead of like, I mean, still a fan of Willie Nelson, right? Right. But the opening act, you're like, "Holy shit, that's huge for those bands to build." Oh, huge, dude. Yeah, that's how Pitar Guitar got started. Pitar Guitar, yeah, dude. You don't say. Yeah, he he opened for Willie. It was Hannah uh, Hannah Barbera cartoon. (laughs) Pitar Guitar. He was a hippo. Poor Captain Caveman. (laughs) Yeah, Captain Caveman. You remember that? Oh fuck yeah! I remember Captain Kid. Caveman. Yeah, who are you talking about? I'm talking about Cactus Cooler is what I'm talking about. I can't believe you don't like that <laughs> shit. Can't get we had that. we've had this conversation really? many times, specifically you and I, because you were like a big Cactus Cooler pusher. In yeah, the for tacos, tacos, bro. People, oh, dude, I, I was just like, fuck that Cactus. I was cooler. slinging nostalgia, dude. I yeah, was like, this shit were. tastes like the seventh grade. Have you some, were, dude. Fucking Cactus Cooler is it? What's your favorite drink? Red Pop. My favorite soda? Yeah. 100% Red Pop. Yeah? Yeah. Red? Mountain Dew? I can't drink Mountain Dew anymore. No, I know, but is that your favorite? No. Because it tastes like dirt now? It tastes like fucking... Potting soil? Potting it tastes soil. like fucking dirt nap. <laughs> dirt <Yeah>. nap. <laughs> um, that now, was your favorite, I'm though, thinking huh? it's Dr. Pepper for you. You drink a lot of Dr. Pepper. Uh, yeah. For years, though, even back in the day uh, when we had a studio, you showed up with Mountain Dew. Fucking Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah, Mountain Dew was it. Yeah. yeah. I drank Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew rotted my teeth. Uh, that's why brad has those i like me some mountain dew i'm not big on cola like if i if i go somewhere like i'm probably gonna get a water i just don't drink a lot of soda um yeah I and if i go to if soda. i go to taco bell i'm gonna get mountain dew like that's just yeah. part of the equation that's when i would get a soda if i got taco bell i'd be like if i'm getting a drink i'd be like okay i'll get a soda but even like if i go get a burger if i go somewhere else i'm, I'm in a not, restaurant I'm i'll get, get, I'll get water soda. iced tea yeah, almost get, always yeah. Probably my, I don't know, man. Probably my favorite soda. Like Mountain Dew's refreshing to me, but probably my favorite soda is A and W root beer. Root beer's good, man. No, I like A and W. Yeah, root beer. There's a weird nostalgia to it for some reason. I don't know why. Like it makes me think of like 
childhood. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think like when you're little, like you're they're like, hey, you want a root beer? Like because it was caffeine free. Maybe. And no. it's still fucking good, man, yeah, to go like to go to an A and W. And because they have it on yeah, and they, they have, have it on tap. Yeah, you get the draft. You get it yeah, in get the, the fucking frosty mug. CG Laser like, used to work at good, CG dude. Laser like used to work at A and W and they made the fucking root beer. Uh, oh, wow. Like they poured like a 20 pound bag of fucking uh, sugar into this vat oh, fuck. and fucking like stirred it and like made the root beer. Hmm. I don't know how long you worked there, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. It's good though. It's got, it just has, I like soda with a bite. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that carbonate. Yeah. I'm addicted to carbonation. Yeah. You know, Mark's has the, bite. What happened to Mark's root beer? Mark's though? sucks. It's yeah, gone. Okay. No, it's still there. It's probably still it's there. there. I don't like mug. Oh, like no, Mark's mug. IBC root beer is good. There's some like off-brand root beer, like who the ones the in the six pack, like the expensive. Yeah, who likes the Virgils? Ones? Somebody told me they like Virgils, and I tried I it and it was terrible. No. I like I Henry Weinhardt's. I don't know. That shit's fucking those. delicious. It's another. It's like a. I don't believe like you. RBC or whatever it is. I think like glass bottles. IBC is good. IBC. I think really Henry Weinhardt's is better than IBC, really? and it's a very mm. similar kind of. A, I just don't like. You start I think getting you betrayed the, William Wallace, and you're making that name up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> look like, up a lot of Henry the um, Weinhardt's. It's fucking delicious. A lot of the like off or not off brand, but like like private brand ones. You know, like the the single bottles or uh-huh. whatever. Like you get those, and they they taste too much like black licorice like they have too much of the you know what i mean like it's not i don't know it's just a little little bit different i don't like right. those ones no i think if you i like, like the IBC, vanilla i like i i like a and w because it has the vanilla you know the aged vanilla in it probably not real but um i like that flavor so i'm sure you've seen that dude harry and wallace henry weinhardt oh henry weinhardt yeah, yeah yeah i've seen those yeah what a weird yeah. name is that black cherry cream they make black. Che- they make orange cream, black cherry Ooh, cream, and, and I might have to beer. try that shit. It's good. I like black cherry. Mm, mm. So is it they wine drop- heart or wine hard? Wine heart. I think very lion heart. Okay, lion hearted. I was just seeing if there's some origin behind the name. I really feel like you betrayed William Wallace at some point in Why? time. I don't know. Maybe I feel Lionheart. it. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. They released their second album. It does better than the first. Uh, Cold shot and Voodoo Child are on there. Um, 38 weeks on the charts. Um, they do live albums. Um, Fucking years. So That's they crazy. have it's, a. It's that one? Mm-hmm. It's Wine Hard. Huh? Yeah, it's W E I N H A R D. No, I just got Mandela. Yeah. Because it's not Wine Hard, it's Wine Hearts. If that's the one. DT. If that's the one, it's. it's That's the it's one. H- yeah, it's H-A-R-D. Let me see. So now I can get back to the origin of it because there was some it, shit. Yeah. It's like 1859 Poland or some crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not William Wallace time, but there's yeah, something cool know. behind it. That's too it was, fancy of a name a, to just be a root beer. You know what I mean? I think it was a beer maker or something. It's not. It's black yeah. cherry cream, <clears throat> yeah, orange cream. Uh, Blitz Weinhard were brands of the first brewed in 1856 in oh, in Portland, Oregon. I thought I saw Poland. Uh, I was skimming over that. That's not nearly as cool. <laughs> 1856 Portland. <clears throat> Maybe they, old, got, maybe they got. That's Shanghai. old ass soda though. 1856 yeah, in fucking port. Yeah, they got Shanghai. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, left Germany with a desire to make good beer. Yeah, Shanghai. Getting further back. Yeah. Was he a real person? 1830, German American brewer in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Yep. Dang it. William Wallace wasn't involved. Though. No, not at all. Felt like there was some betrayal there. It felt like a betraying root beer to me when I saw it. It just speaks betrayal. He might have betrayed Anheuser Busch. Might have. Yeah. Keep breathing while you're going. <laughs> So he does a live album, um, which is saying something. He's only done two albums. So his third album is a live album. And I don't think that's an accident. I think the reason that we don't have a whole lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan studio albums 
is because he wasn't a studio album he musician. He loved live shows. He loved live yeah. shows. That, like, you watch a, like, I know friends who love Stevie as much as I do, and they won't even listen to his studio albums because they want those live fucking five-minute guitar solos that are just pure Stevie. Right. It's like, that's what you want to hear. It's that, that playing off the cuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um... So he does it, and I fucking think it's a great album, Live Alive. Um, but apparently, like, everybody thought it was garbage. Stevie himself didn't like it. He produced it, but he wasn't a producer. Hmm. So he said that, and they were they recorded three live shows and then tried to put together the best songs and do all this stuff. But they had a really hard time producing it and getting the right sound and and all this different stuff. But uh, And he was also just fucking high as a kite like i think that's really the problem yeah. on this album yeah is they that, said that that was at that was the height of his drug use Did was live his, alive uh, and alive alive star spangled banner at the fucking football game or whatever i'm sure i, oh, I don't remember oh it. god it, it was terrible really yeah it was like anyone was just trying to play it like he was fucking so yeah he got out. booed Oh fuck! They actually got it was fucking terrible. Rough, like, no, I think dude. that's great. You should like post a link. I think you should post a link in the show yeah. notes for that yeah. one because it's just like he's just like it. trilling on the fucking string with like a fucking slide, and it sounds like it's not even plugged into do, an do, amp. Do, 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 it right. sounds like the Creed shreds. Thing. Yeah. You remember Creed shreds? Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh god, Creed shreds is good. Yeah. After the show, look up Creed shreds. Mm, so I'll good. forget. No, I'll, You're gonna I'll, forget. I'm gonna write it on my hand. So chaos. It's in '84. He gets a Grammy nomination. Um, he gets recognized by the national blues foundation awards, which name him entertainer of the year and blues instrumentalist of the year. And he was the first white person to ever be given that honor Hmm. in 84. He wasn't really white though. No, not really. Um, but, uh, he ended up, uh, crashing and burning. So they were in Denmark for a one month tour of Europe. And on September 28th, he got, uh, he collapsed from a uh, near death dehydration because all he'd been drinking for days was whiskey laced with cocaine. So he almost dies from dehydration. <clears throat> they take him to the hospital and uh, they end up sending him to London um, to get uh, medical care. They said that he was, they said that if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be dead within the month. Yeah. They said 30 days yeah. to live. Yeah. And so, you know what he said? He said at that point, he was like, well, um, I can't not do this, um, but obviously I can't continue same, doing same this. Same thing to the right. judge. So the only, the only, yeah. uh, the, the only <laughs> yeah. solution was he said, I'm just going to stay as high as I can until I die because at least I'll fucking feel good yeah. on the way out. And I'm okay with it. I did what I did. This is where I'm at because I can't not do it and I kind of have to do it. Like, what are you so talking about? I was high, as I Bobby, can. Ricky. But somehow at some point he had some revelation of like, no, I'm going to get sober. Yeah, no one rehab, thought that was going to happen. Yeah, because yeah, he was sober for three years Mm -hmm. like once he got sober he was fucking sober that was part that was one of the things that clapton comments on is it was so sad that he died because he was so so here's the thing so he does the rehab he gets out of rehab and he moves back in with his mom like moves into Mm -hmm. his mom's house and he's starting to rehearse for the live alive tour and he's actually really nervous about it because he's like i don't know how to fucking do a tour sober yeah like i'm gonna suck like yeah. do i have nerves, it on stage? nerves come into play right yeah. exactly like you know yeah. so he's really worried about it um and uh his wife ends up uh divorcing him which i wonder like he's got he's a he's a totally different person now yeah 
Like he's not high. He's not touring. Like maybe she still wanted to get high. Maybe I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what she wanted. No, seriously. Yeah. Like I mean, there's obviously. I mean, it's not. Or the maybe, same or maybe she was waiting until he got like clean, and you know, maybe. like. Like it was respectable. He, he could yeah. fly on his own. She didn't leave yeah. him when he was down. Like maybe, she, maybe she's yeah. worried he'd be suicidal if she left. Yeah, yeah. So like, but, this is the perfect time to leave him. Yeah, like, but make him is, drink again. This is kind of a a crime against humanity, though, because he's finally sober. He's getting ready to do this tour. She starts to file for divorce papers, and his lawyer says you can't any music that you write or sell right now. She gets fucking half of. So pause. So pause. Don't record any music. Don't write new music. Don't do anything. That's wild. So for two years, he didn't produce any new music, which so is a world fucking sin, out. dude. The world lost out on one or uh, two Stevie Ray Vaughan albums yeah. because of the divorce. Because A, because he was too high to do much for a while. Then when he's finally sober and feeling creative and wanting to do stuff, yeah. he's got this going yeah, on. This greedy whore. Um, I wonder in some alternate universe if those albums exist. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like in the oh, fucking- for sure. Yeah. I remember a long time, the dream, it was a very fucking strange dream I had, but I had, and I might even talk about it on the show at some point, but I had a dream that Erica bought a brand new Apple and she was having trouble logging into her iTunes and it was really fucking weird. Like I was trying to log into her iTunes and it was all weird. And something about her computer, I was able to log into iTunes and then it said which version. And it was like all these different operating system names. And I clicked on one and I was like, I don't know this operating system, like bizarre names right. like Orange Blossom and fucking and I was like, That's how about you know, what they do? But I picked one and then it reloaded iTunes and iTunes looked totally different and like I realized that every one of these different operating systems was an iTunes operating system from an alternate reality. Mm. So I these was like, dreams it was like so fucking dreams. bizarre, dude. And I got, I looked at Prince and there were all these albums that didn't exist. There were like five NWA albums that didn't exist because they never broke up and Easy E didn't die. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I clicked into like a different one of the realities and there were like no Prince albums. And just like everywhere you went, it was like, and I just kept doing searches on different people who I loved. And there were, and I was like, fuck, I mean, and I'm just like buying and downloading all of them. Yeah. I'm like, just fucking buy all of it, buy all of it. Cause this glitch is going to stop. It was really crazy. Did you get the hearing of it? Cause that would be kind of interesting. I did. And it blew my mind, but I'm sure it was just total garbage. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. mind was like, send pleasure chemicals now. <laughs> like, you know. It makes so much sense. This doesn't make any sense. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my buddy was like fucking super high on acid one time. And he was just like, he understood everything. Like he was just like, right. I understand all of it. He's like trying to explain to us about all this shit. And we're like, maybe he was right. You just didn't maybe, understand. Maybe. I couldn't understand because I was on a level, but that yeah. is a thing where like when you're in a certain state of mind, things make sense or like you dream something, you think you have it all figured out yeah. and you wake up. Your it's head. just like people on I, meth. They think they're doing yeah, something, exactly. but they're not like, they're work. just like a mustard reactor. Yeah. That's Cause not, I, I remember waking up, waking up laughing hysterically at something that happened in the dream. And I was so fucking out of it and tired. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to write this down. Cause I know I'm going to forget it. Cause it was in a dream and I wrote it down. And like the next morning I read it and it was just utter gibberish nonsense. <laughs> it was like downtown Tommy wobble 
or something. Yeah. And I was like, in the joke, it was literally the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. Because <laughs> yeah. those were the words, but then my brain provided the laugh. Yeah. Like, okay. That's I remember a good having one. a dream that's about funny. a fucking a chow dog that was like this bright fucking yellow color. And my friends were there. And like I when I woke up, they're like, you just kept saying Justin, it's mustard. I was like, yeah, because the dog was yellow, bro. Like I had that fade off in between, like <laughs> yeah. where it still it made funny. sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude, because that's why the chow was yellow, dude. I was like, it's mustard, bro. Because we're like, why in my dream? We're like, why is the dog look at his hair? is crazy. I've never seen a chow like that. And I was like, Justin, it's mustard, bro. It's mu- Justin. It's mustard. I kept telling him. And when I woke up, they were there, and they were just like, "Bro, you just kept saying Justin's mustard." <laughs> I was like, "Cause the dog was yellow," and I was trying to explain to them. And then finally, I kind of faded out of the dream thing. I was it like, a- "I can't. I'm totally makes awake." No sense. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, I see why you guys are confused now." Yeah, right. like I faded into the real world. <laughs> you weren't man. there. The dog was yellow. Yes. It's mustard. There were a lot of bros there. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot. You said of bros. bro. A I probably lot. didn't say bro back then. You said then. bro way more than back you then normally do. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. really say bro right now, like you did right then. Hmm. That was an excessive. Does it mean that something? Was a, I don't know. It might. There were a lot of bros. You threw a lot, a lot of, bros. of bros. Premature brolation. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were before your hose. So then they recorded In Step in '89. Um, again, a bunch of great songs. Uh, it did better on the charts again. Um, he started to collect stuff, so he bought uh, Hendrix's Wah Wah pedal. He starts to collect like blues gear that other musicians had. Um, Hendrix wah pedal. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy because that was like his thing. Like, yeah. oh man, that's wild. How much is that worth? Sometimes I'm like underwhelmed by what shit goes for. Yeah. Though. And sometimes I, sometimes it's like so much I can't believe it. And sometimes it's so, like, it's like it was one of Hendrix's like, main, like his white strap was like, fun. yeah, 250 grand or something went in auction. I'm like, 250 grand. Yeah. That's not <laughs> enough. No. Like, I could have had that instead of a house. I could have had his guitar and lived in a van. So I guess his guitar of choice was a, a Fender Stratocaster. His favorite was a 1963 body with 1962 neck and pickups, or 1962 neck and pickups from 1959. Hmm. That was his his little Frankenstein guitar that he liked the most, um, and he always called it his '59 Strat. And I think that was he always called it his first wife, and he called it number one. I think that might be the one that had the big tacky metallic srv stickers yeah. on it i think that might have been that guitar i don't know guitars so i don't worn, know but that was crazy ass yeah, one. one um but then uh he had another guitar that which might have been that one as well that he called lenny named after his wife lenora um he bought it at a he wanted to buy it at a pawn shop they couldn't afford it it was three hundred dollars and uh, his wife saw how much he wanted it and got six of their friends to each pitch in 50 bucks to buy it for him for his birthday. So that was like his second favorite guitar that he would often play on stage. Um, and uh, he actually, the night he got it on his birthday in 1980, he sat at the foot of his bed with his wife and wrote the song Lenny, um, which again, beautiful song. No, yeah, no cool. singing. If I remember right. Um, is I know that purely uh, instrumental. fucking uh, Creighton wanted me to learn Lenny. Did he? Yeah, that was like the song he wanted me to try to learn. Oh, and crazy. I kept fucking with the intro. Like I could do like a little bit of the intro and then I would just fall off. I just didn't finish it. I should <laughs> really try to learn song. that though. Um, so then you know he a song his... you should learn? Lenny. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. I'm, on yeah. I'm on it. I think it's, who's that? Stevie Ray Vaughan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah you should probably learn that one. That's pretty good. Be a good one. one to learn. Be a good one to learn. You should do a show on him. I gotta do coke. You probably should do a show yeah, on him. You could. Coke. You know, what you coke. should do with your coke. Mix it with your whiskey. Oh, that's a good idea. You like whiskey, and then try you to do like whiskey. Yeah, I'm just gonna fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. Not with the coke. Not with the coke. Game, <laughs> I've never done coke. Is that what it does? Oh yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. wires you, dude. Yeah, you'd be out for three days. Yeah, fuck, I don't need that. Um, so oh, in yeah, spring of 1990, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and his brother uh, did their first album together, um, and they recorded the album Family Style, uh, which actually released shortly after Stevie died. And there's like a song on there about like his about like someone dying like he kind of tupac himself on it a uh, super sad song um called uh, life without you but that's kind of probably the most famous song on on that album i think but then on august 26 1990 um they're playing um like at a music festival in east troy wisconsin and it was uh steve ray vaughn and double trouble eric clapton buddy guy Robert Cray and Jimmy Vaughn again. Give me my fucking time machine. time machine to just go back and watch concerts. I'm at this fucking concert. Whether that was his death concert or not, that's a fucking amazing yeah, lineup yeah. for a fucking blues concert. Um, but I guess it was pretty common that at this music festival, the musical acts would come in and out by helicopter because there was only one snowy ass road that led in and out of there. And uh, they would just go by helicopter. So they had five helicopters flying in and out that night for, for Clapton's crew and the other musicians. And there's all these different stories of, Oh, Clapton almost died that night or, but well, yeah, cause there's fucking five helicopters. Everybody's like, who are you riding with? Which which one, which Brent, which one are you getting on? Yeah. Right. The first one. Okay. Which Brad, where are you on the second one? I was going to get on the second. Oh, the fucking manager's on there. There's no room. I'll get on the third. Like whatever. Like that's how the fucking random happened. Yeah. Random. Um, but his helicopter, um, heading to Chicago, uh, in dense fog, uh, ran into a field just after uh, takeoff. Everyone died. Eric Clapton's manager was on board as well. And then Clapton said years later in an interview I read with him, he said the worst thing for me was that Stevie Ray had been sober for three years and was at his peak. When he played that night, he had all of us standing there with our jaws dropped. I mean, Robert Cray and Jimmy Vaughn and Buddy Guy were just watching in awe. There was no one better than him on this planet. Really unbelievable. Um, so he dies in the crash. 1,500 people go to his uh, memorial, and um, at this point, uh, he's just considered one of the best. If you've never done a, a YouTube dive, um, I recommend like looking up some of his slow songs. Um, look up Life Without You. Look up Lenny. Look up the blues songs like Texas Flood, Texas more than Flood, the fast yeah, stuff. Sure. I think you're going to be more blown away by his guitar solos. Um, I'll put a link. I have a, there's, there's one particular life without you performance that really fucking blows my mind. I'll put a link to that on there. But even watching that thing that I talked about with him and Albert King, the in session, they play the fuck out of some blues sitting there together and he's really young. Um, but yeah, check him out. If you like guitar, if you like the blues and you haven't really uh, dived into Stevie, then it's definitely worth, worth doing. All right. So a uh, social media winner for this week is going to be Brian Ruiz. He posted his uh, Coleman, uh, Merry Christmas, motherfucker! Christmas card. So, uh, if you don't know, but Brent, a bunch of people posted those. I know. Well, he posted it on Instagram and tagged us. Oh, and when wow. I looked up hashtag uh, Sofa King Podcast and recent, 
that was the one that wow. came up. Nice. So, wow. He um, did it right. Wow. He did it right. So, um, wow. yeah, if you get those cards, uh, please post them. Um, we appreciate you. I wish it could be more, but it's a cool card. So we uh, we sent out a whole, whole shit ton. I think like, I don't know, close to 300 of those. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, went out and uh, CJ Laser and I had to hand stamp them because I guess uh, the post office is, is not about just doing that for some reason. I was like, can I just hand you these? They're addressed. And he's like, no, you got to get stamps. I think mm. they're just fucking with me. But I'll be honest, it did add a personable level, you know, to have us a uh, hand stamp yeah. those. So we had to sit there and make sure they were your straight. Stamp you is either licked. My OCD yeah, was Yeah, your like, stamp is either licked by CJ Laser mm-hmm. or Brent motherfucking Van Zandt. One of the two. One of the two. Either way, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so if you get those, uh, it means we love you. And if you didn't get it, it's because we don't have your address. Um, so that was every every uh, person that I had an address for in Patreon. Mm. And that's how that went out. So. But there were three people that you were like, I've got their address, but fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Tore that shit up. Yeah, it's yeah. like the three ugly ones at Deja Vu. Yeah. I, I went through the motion yeah. of putting their name and address on it, and I just threw it away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You put the stamp on it. And yeah. and then we pissed on them uh-huh. and then caught them on fire in the yeah. trash can. Yeah, which is hard to do. <laughs> it is hard to do. That's because my piss is flammable. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's all the whiskey-fueled, yeah. Yeah. the coke-fueled like whiskey. Whiskey, coke, and postcards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Ruiz on Instagram. Uh, Frankie Pigeon's going to reach out to That's you. It's a travel podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we do whiskey and Coke and send you a postcard from that spot yeah. in a different location. I like it. Uh, but Frankie Pigeon's going to reach out to you, get your information, uh, give it freely, and you're going to win a t shirt from Jimmy D's Tees, and I'll get that shipped out to you. Um, also, we are uh, part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. You can go to podbelly.com. Uh, um, and you can check out other cool podcasts like Robots for Eyes and the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. Go over there and check them out. Um, also, check out Two Day Banners at the number two. Oh, actually, shit, man, I'm jumping too far ahead. Um, Ellie Cateco Hot Sauce needs some love. Yeah, y'all. Um, check out Ellie Cateco Hot Sauce. That is our primary sponsor. Um, you can get it at most major grocery stores. It's a fucking little bit of a mission to find all the flavors, though. Now, it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It, I, I, Not for us. Well, not for us. Well, yeah. actually, we don't have all the flavors right now. Actually. I know. We always run out of flavors, but we always get them back. I'm trying to find Bobby's, uh, our friend. Uh, and Bobby. And Bobby's. Um, he started, a, our friend Bobby Maxwell actually started a butcher shop in town. And I think it's called Butcher you know, Block. You know, you're getting, you know, you're getting old oh. when you run into somebody who doesn't know who Homie the Clown is. Mm, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. Who is that? There was a kid at work. He's like a younger kid. You know, I mean, he's an adult now. Right. But I was like, you don't know who Homie the Clown is? And he's like, mm-mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm getting fucking old. So we watched videos of Homie the Clown. Nice. Homie, don't play that. Fucking and he was on the, the... In Living Color, Fire Marshal Bill, Jim Carrey. Oh, I'm thinking of a... I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Wayne's brother. You didn't yeah. know who Homie the Clown was? No, I do know who Homie the Clown was. Oh. But there's another one. There, Chris Rock did a bit on Saturday Night Live where I think he called himself Nat X. And... Uh, Chris Farley would run in in a clown suit and sweep everything up at the end. No, Homie the Clown's like it, a no, Homie the Clown's totally different. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know exactly. But for some reason, that popped in. He had the brain. sock with the thing. He was like, mm-hmm. "Step Homie, right up, yeah, yeah, step right up, dunk the clown, dunk the clown." The guy hit the thing, bing, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, so you wanna you wanna degrade me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you want the you want me to drown in the water, huh?" So for local people in Bakersfield, mm. um, uh, my buddy Bobby, mm. Bobby Maxwell, Bobby. you guys know him, you've heard his name before. Bobby. Um, he, he started a butcher shop called Butcher Block, um, Quality Meats. And so it's it is, his. Yes. And it is at 10 
8618 Hagman Road, Suite A1A in Bakersfield, California. Um, and they're not open for business. Over there. They have, it is, it's a fancy ass butcher yeah. shop. You should see it. Um, but the, the moral to the story is they have every flavor of Elio Gateco and that mm. might make them the mm. only place in Bakersfield that has every, every flavor, flavor of the sauce. Mm. Because I went to Vallarta a couple days ago Ooh. and guess what? They Nothing? did not have them all. Which no. one though? They usually they didn't have the Chipotle. You only go to one though. Yep. There's, I went to the Rosedale one. I went to the there's Rosedale multiples. one, and I always go to the Niles one. The Rosedale one's white. Yeah. So, like, that one's whitewashed. Maybe. You're going to get a bunch of oil. The Niles one there. usually doesn't have Chipotle, but it's usually got everything. The one out. that I found that has and all of them. And they've got the bigger bottles. Of the one on Panama has all of them. Usually has all of them. You know what I am sure of? Bobby Maxwell having it at Butcher Block. He's got, right. He definitely has Chipotle and the Jalapeno. Yeah. Um, so they do carry it there. So you if you're in Bakersfield, Little Dick and AIDS. Yeah, I so but go check that out. That's your shout out. Um, and thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Um, also, check out Print Dirt Cheap. You can go to printdirtcheap.com and get stickers and printed goods. Um, you can use code Sofking Podcast to save some money when you order that stuff. Check out Two Day Banners at, at the number two daybanners.com and you can get that shit with a quickness. Like fucking should be called like a two day, days. Should be called like a day and a half banner. That shit's quick. It depends quick. on where they ship from. They got elves. They, yeah. I'm telling you, here to there, two days is guaranteed. I, yeah. I think I like, I don't know, it was fucking quick. So they do great work, um, and they get it to you quick. So if you need a banner for any reason, practical jokes, businesses, podcasts, whatever you're doing it for, that's the place to get it. If you're at a farmer's market or something, you need a banner, that's a good way to do it. Um, and so check out twodaybanners.com. Also check out Jimmy D's Tees. Uh, you go to jimmydstees.com and across social media, um, he makes his own wares, and they're cool as fuck, and you can buy them. Lots of our, our peoples have purchased them and posted them on social media. Go check it out. He also does stuff for us, um, and he we have that stuff at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. Um, so go check that out. You know, I forgot mm-hmm. There are still exclusive collaboration stickers at at uh, mm. Gateco. Mm. So shop com and use code SofKing at checkout, and you can still get one of those stickers. Um, That's where you can get every flavor. Yeah, you can it's definitely true. get every flavor there directly. <clears throat> so if you're anywhere in the world other than Bakersfield, so yeah. you can. So if you're in Bakersfield, you can get it at Butcher at Butcher Block. But if you're outside, you can also get it at mexgrocer.co.uk, and you can get it at shop com. So there's lots of ways to get it. There's really no excuse. I think I don't think anyone in the world. That, that listens to us, I don't think there's any place you can't get it. You're not looking hard enough. Yeah, I think there's no place you can't get it. No, the there's some weird distribution. Yeah, yeah you can get yeah. it. And you can we'll also just somewhere. buddy up in the group and someone will mail that shit to you. Because if you're in some place that's so obscure that you can't get fucking El Yucateco, you probably have some shit that someone else wants from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can trade whatever I mean, you have to be in like a fucking Arctic research outpost yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah but like, I mean, if you have like your rare stamp collection with you yeah. and you might want some Chipotle right. and you just can't find it, yeah. you might make a swap. Yeah. yeah. You're going to 1932 Roosevelt two cent stamp. Yeah. Yep. I that, trade that, that Rosa Parks stamps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Maybe so you have an Indian head wood nickel. Maybe. You know. Also check out SKR Apparel at S-U-I-K-E-R Apparel.com. You can use code SofKing to save 10%. Check out Retro Vague and check out Mindframe Podcast. Just dropped chapter 31 for those of you that have been waiting. It's fucking good. Go get it. It's out. And then uh, Uncle Dave over here is working on a Christmas special. Yeah, Christmas special. Feeling mm-hmm. confident? Yeah. We're going to pull it off? Yep. We're going to record it on yes, Thursday? Probably Thursday, yeah. And we're going to get it out? All right. That means i got to make some cover up for that <clears> shit. <throat> those have to be cool. Yep. That's a Christmas special. That's got to be that cosmic trees and shit. Christmas special. So very Christmassy. Yes. Um, I'm actually excited about that. It yeah, sounds like right something now. off the CW, like that yeah. they would do. Like you, that like, kind of switch off the normal show, and it just goes into like this alternate Christmas reality. Well, I do it because <clears throat> I wanted to do it because of Doctor Who. Because <clears throat> yeah, yeah. every year Doctor Who does like a huge Christmas, like even when they're like 
oh, we're switching doctors and we're not going to produce any for like two years, they still record a Christmas special oh, for those cool. two years before nice. they even shut down nice. production. <clears throat> it's like a big thing. So I wanted to do a sci-fi Christmas special well, every year. Go to mindframepodcast.com. Also, um, if you are a Mindframe uh, patron, you should be at certain levels anyway. If I had your address, you're receiving um, a Christmas gift this week. So if yes. you get that, please post it and tag us. Um, so you can brag about that. Those, uh, you get a little pin set coming in the mail. So check those out. And, uh, which means we appreciate you listening and supporting us. So check out Mindframe podcast. Thank you for that. And that's all I got. Okay. Real quick. A couple of patrons, uh, uh, some, we always want to shout out at least one patron. Um, I want to start, uh, with this guy. So he reached out. He sent me an email, uh, gave me some information about himself. Hmm. Um, I think he was like jockeying for position to try to become a sculpt member of the month. That happens um, a lot. And he, too much information? Well, yeah. it was a very short email. Okay. Um, the subject line was the same as the content of the email itself. Hmm. It was three One words. Of those. Hmm. I don't think he's lying. Okay. Um, but it was just, so his name is, is uh, Nathan Daly, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just... I like farts. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, there's some obscurity. I don't know if he likes farting. No, because he would have said, I like farting. Maybe. Yeah. So I think he likes farts. I think like, he did. Was it when you, what is that thing now when you like, uh, you ASM? keep it in your mouth? No, yeah. you like keep the fart, like the, like the girl farts in your mouth and you keep it in there. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. That might be the, that, that might be the, the called, thing. It's called a daily. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's all the daily. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The daily. So I used to work at a office depot and there was some fucking chick there. She was like, it was a Middle Eastern chick. I don't know what her boyfriend How long did you was. work at office depot for? <laughs> I don't know you're an ass. But this chick there would tell stories about how and she would tell us all like we were closing the fucking store. She would tell stories about how her boyfriend loved the smell of her farts and it turned him on. Like he would I mean, make her like thing, she had to get comfortable know? with it. Like she would fart and then like he would go like waft it into his what? face and be like, Yeah, like he'd get all fucking turned on by her farts. I don't know, man. Maybe it's some weird anal shit where he got like oh, one belching. thing led to another. It's belching. That's, That's a really a thing. Yeah, it's a thing, yeah. Mm. Oof. But again, I don't, I don't, is that a daily? Cause it seems like he would have oh, said, no, 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 I like no, belching. Like he just, I like farts. Maybe he's unaware because he's, this is coming out right now. Oh, maybe. He likes farts, but he, he doesn't realize know there's, there's a, a whole community. fart community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, groups and shit. It's something yeah. like that. You know what I'm talking about. No, it's I do know. Like belching. It's not belching. Belching is the burp. The fu- oh, it's not. I thought you no. found it. And no, felching. No, felching is like. Uh, worse like, yeah it's worse that's like <laughs> that's worse yeah. that's like come, that's coming that? in someone's button and sucking it back out with a straw that's oh, oh yeah Christ, close enough yeah that's felt oh my god yeah how did i know that term and be we so said it years ago years ago action. we said that yeah, yeah. but anyway ago. so nathan daly uh, likes farts so if you're part of the fart liking community maybe reach out to him oh so uh, this is a fun fact for him for nathan daly if you if you hold your farts in, they can leak out of your mouth. That's that's on the internet. That's, that's, not, true. that's, true. that's not true. It's no. on the internet. If it's on the internet, it's fucking true. I let I let him out. It's not like a like a motorcycle. Fucking Jake with State Farm. Me? No. Yeah. What are you wearing? Khakis? When is that? I said let my farts out. How am I Jake from State Farm? What's happening now? Turn on me. <sighs> Jake's a farter. I like cactus cooler, Brad. We're good. Look at me. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're back. And you're back. And you're back. So thank you uh, team, for team, being team. a patron. Um, if you want to be a patron for just a dollar, we can talk about your farting habits. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
and I turn it over to King Brad. Uh, if you're on Reddit, go to r forward slash Sofa King Podcast, who was our winner for the hot box uh, this episode. Uh, uh, Ikiko Fiki. I don't remember yeah, where fucking Rashiki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mohammed yeah. Malib, yeah. Abdul Shabazz, David Shabar. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, so reach out to us. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are at Sofa King Podcast. Personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. We have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Also, check out Kateko underscore hot sauce, Jimmy D's Tees, and Podbelly. Rashiki used to just stick people's face in his ass. Yeah, it's perfect. I was going off the naked. <laughs> like that was just daily. his thing. He'd throw you in the corner of the ring mm-hmm. and then stick your face in yeah. his like Samoan underwear mm-hmm. wearing ass, his yeah. big naked ass. Yep. That's real. I mean, there's no pulling punches. No, on no, that no. One. There's no. no, no. He's going after ass. a 30 minute match. He had like a thong. And he was a big he had boy. A thong on. Yeah, a too. big thong. Like, it was like fucking, yeah. It, it was, was like, like a, ass, like a, like a sumo thong. Your face was in some ass. Yeah. Some oh, big sumo big fucking sumo Samoan ass. ass. No one's putting you over on that one. No yeah. one's happy about that one. You're just like, you can't be Some cool people might them, be like, happy. Get ready to go out and you're like, all right, brother, I'm going to take it. I know you're yeah, going to do nobody, it. I know nobody, you're going to do yeah, it. Nobody, yeah, nobody wanted to wrestle Rashiki. Yeah. Like, who's wrestling Rashiki tonight? And they're like, yeah, we're pass. He's like, check yeah, it out, man. Pass. I know, you, I know yeah. you're going to win. I know we got to figure it out and stuff. But after I come off that thing, man, could you not put your fucking ass in my face? Yeah. Like, fuck. I don't know. He didn't sound like that, probably. And his kid, his or, kids are that was in WWE right now. But I was doing generic wrestling. They don't do yeah. the ass. No. Yeah. So, uh, be yeah. cheeky. Be cheeky. Yeah. Uh, is that is that it? That's it. That's I it. interrupt. You were no, you're good. Done, but I uh, that's it. Don't be retarded. Thank you.